information presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue. We the people says the Constitution, created for creating solutions. However, we the people lack the understanding. Legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet. Our rights we take for granted, signing away our chances, because we don't really know the circumstances. I swear I can't stand it. Then we're so demanding, quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech. When a situation could have been avoided from the start, if we the people conquer basic knowledge of the law. So this is for the people, law in plain language, breaking it down for us in layman terms, Deb express and her compassion and will for us to learn not for a check but to address how to win in these streets this show is for you this show is for me it's for the people What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Welcome to another episode of For the People, Law in Playing Language. With me, Deb Rainey, the compassionate lawyer, your host, who is on her own tonight and about to wild out. Anyway, before I get there, as usual, joining me in the studio is my For the People fam. What's up, fam? What's going on? First, we got Black, a.k.a. the Broke Poet. What's up, Black? What's up? Next we got Jazzy Sexy Soul, Miss Serena Soul Brown, they our music producer. It. What's up, Serena? How you doing, Deborah? They made me do it, y'all. I hear you. It. And last but not least, the hardest working woman in radio, simply the producer. What's up, baby? Oh, sorry, y'all. I wasn't supposed to call her baby. My bad. If I ignore it, it will go away. <laughs> no, it's not like Kevin Costner. If you build it, it will come because I'm going to break it down. Anyway, tonight there is no title, there's no rules, there's no nothing. It's all open, it's all empty. I get to say what I want to say. Y'all get to call, text, email, whatever. Help us out, make this a fun show. We did this for a number of reasons, and the first one is I bitch and moan a lot about sometimes liking to hear the sound of my own voice. (laughs) And uh, we was trying to line up some guests for tonight, and you know what? I figured it's time to... Get on the air and just let loose. Be loose gooses. I'm with it. So be ready for anything, especially the family in the studio. I'm finna throw some shit at you. Oh, my God. So be ready for it. Anyway, I've been um, dealing with, I don't know, some sickness, some shit for the last couple of days. So I went home today at 1. I had a jury that broke down. Thank you, Jesus. He said. pled to 3 to 6. Thank you, Lord. I went home at 1 and slept till 5 p.m. You know, you sleep so hard, you wake up thinking it's the next day. Yeah. That's how hard I was knocked the hell out. I woke up and said, hi, baby. Good morning. She's like, uh, you mean evening? <laughs> <laughs> so in the interim, I was watching my show Grimm. Y'all, how many of y'all out there ever watched that show Grimm? That's my shit. 
If you haven't seen it, it's a fabulous show. You got to see it. I know it ain't legal, but I get to say what I want to say. And my nephew is actually in Grimm. He was in the show right before they went on summer break. And this is our nephew, Rodney, Rodney Hicks. Hicks. Up, Rodney. Rodney's going to be playing a lab tech on Grimm. Grimm comes on every Monday night. It used to be Friday now until Monday, and it's huh. a fabulous show. They switched it? Yeah. Is it back on, or is it just it's, reruns for it, the no, summer? No, it's back on. New season is on Monday nights now. For the, you know, those of y'all that don't know, go to ABC. I think it's NBC.com. Type in Grimm. It's um, loosely based on the Brothers Grimm fairy tales with all the monsters and the trolls and stuff. But it's a really, really, really cute show. Anyway, tonight there's no particular topic. I'm just going to throw stuff out there. I got something special for Miss Jazzy Sexy Soul, Sabrina, Serena up. Brown. Um, there you go. Before we get there, though, let me go a little bit into last week's show really, really quickly. Last week's show was the, what was the utility in the criminal, what, what was that nonsense we did last week? I have a question mark week? on my face. The, the statistics, <laughs> what, what was the utility of those statistics? Was it personal right to know or was it invasion of privacy? We had Mr. Calvin on with us. What's Calvin's last name? That's a shame. I forgot Calvin, Calvin's last Calvin. name. <laughs> Calvin, we love you. Anderson. Mr. Calvin Anderson, Anderson. who is the interim director. That's a damn shame. Dad, we should not forget We him. old. That's a senior <laughs> moment. Represented. He represented like real yeah, big he really dog. Did. He on the board of G-Time Radio. Calvin, please don't 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 but give us no negatives. He, he cooled up. He, he was cool. He really let you do your thing. He did because he could have came out. I was hoping he would, though, because <laughs> it would have been a lot more fun. Um, we talked about the utility of, of crime statistics analysis and whether they were just another way to keep my people disenfranchised, oh, or God. if it was a legitimate <laughs> exercise in information gathering. Calvin said he was a freedom of information advocate. God bless you, my brother, but that's not the way these statistics are gathered, analyzed, and used is not about freedom of information. In my opinion, and it'll stay the same. It's about keeping us down, falsely reporting, and keeping black folk the villains, if you will, mm-hmm. of our society, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And y'all know I'm going to always say my opinion. And remember, the producer tried to tried to shut me down by saying, I'm going to ask Deborah the person and Deborah the compassionate lawyer, and bitch, I'm going to get with you. I'm like, okay, it's fair. It's all right. It's okay. So it was a fabulous show. If you want to check the show out, go to www.followthepeople at podomatic.com or go to my website, deborahwinningalaw.com. Miss Sharon Q, if you listening... We love you. We miss you. You're going to always be a part of our family. Take some pictures for us down and let us see how the ATL is. Give us a shout on the studio line, 215-609-4301. If you want to text us a question, what's the text line? 215-435-4099. You can hit us up on Facebook for the people on Playing Language. You can follow me on Twitter at Deborah Rainey Law. Or you can email us to Deborah, strike that, for the people at DebraRainyLaw.com. So, go ahead, babe. And I just have a few things to say. So, we do have a new website coming. It's not up yet because someone, Renee, hasn't done it yet. Um, we have an exoneree from, like I said, unsupervised. Miss Rainey is unsupervised. Yo, how do you, how, what's the word? Back in our day, it was called wilding out. For real, right? Yeah, Baby girl out. 
Black sent me a text and she said wilding out. What the hell is wilding out? Is that the uh, same as wilding out? Yes, yeah, same thing. So it's y'all generation. Everybody just spell it different. Oh, I mean the same thing. But oh, it's that. pronounced it differently. Pronounced it. That's a, <laughs> that's a very new <laughs> word we're going to add to the ebonics <laughs> dictionary. It's <laughs> pronounced it. Did. Wilding oh, versus wilding. And why does it matter? Because it's all going to fall under the First Amendment at some point when I find that hook. And we ain't there yet. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Ms. Producer. You were so saying. So we have a gentleman that's coming on a future show on September the 18th is when our format goes from 8 to 8 from 8 to 9 to 8 to 9.30 so we get in, we go from an hour, an hour to an hour and a half and that's when all y'all CP folk can really catch up and be on time maybe and we're actually going to have a guest <laughs> on the show who is someone that was exonerated from California's death row after spending wow. two decades or more on death row wow. because some SOB overzealous racist law enforcement officer put him there so listen up, check it out. It's another reason why we need to say down with the death penalty, period. Let's get rid of that nonsense. And um, our producer is going to produce and put together a number of shows where we're going to interview and hear from exonerees and what their experiences are, and we're going to spread that over a time. So tonight and there... the last oh, um, sorry. thing that I wanted to say, which I am forgetting... See that that's when black can talk stuff. We call her the baby, but we forget stuff. She's like, okay, at least I don't forget what I was gonna say. Oh wow, okay, don't be getting it twisted. She said ancient times, Renee. I'm just gonna that in the past, back in when did we do the barbershop show? June 8th, 2012. Tapers, what's up, tapers? We are going to be doing another barbershop show haven't set up a date yet but if you think that your barbershop represents the black barbershop send us an email for the people at deborahrennylaw.com and we will come to your hood beauty Beauty salons where y'all at chastity plumber if you listening i'm waiting for you to hook me up with your bar your beauty salon so we can let them know how the women do so if you got a beauty salon, barbershop, whatever you got, and you want us to come to your hood and do the show live, hit us up. And you can contact our producer at ForThePeople at DebraRainLaw.com or how else you want them to get in touch with you, babe? ForThePeople at DebraRainLaw.com. Thank you so much. <laughs> now that all the news is out the way, I got a question for Miss Serena Soul Brown. Go ahead. Miss Serena Soul Brown, do you own a weapon? Do I own a weapon? A gun. I don't own a gun. No, I do not. Liar. I don't. Why it take you that hands, long? Because I thought, you know, your weapons could be your hands. And how are your weapons? You got a black belt or something? Uh, I'm kind of like packed with a few different techniques. And what techniques are those? I'm scared of you. <laughs> Is it called whoop your ass? It's called when it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> okay. I'm a whoop. Wow. What's your art? Whoop. Just Serena Soul style. Oh, I'm scared of you. <laughs> she said, I'm going to take my keys, whatever's nearby, and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> the reason I asked no, about I the gun, I keep thinking about one of the questions we had at Taper's Barber Salon, and, and um, Taper's owner stood up and said some old crazy shit like the boys in the salon told him, as long as you pull that person back in your house, it's okay to unleash your gun on them. Okay. And Renee was jumping on me because one of the things that I did say was... Under Pennsylvania law, you don't have to retreat. If you're in your own place, your place of business, or your home, and someone breaks in and mm-hmm. threatens you with deadly force, you have the right to what? Defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And when I made that extra comment to say, make sure that 
if in the if in the if in the small if chance a- dude gets shot, <laughs> that he gets shot while on the premises and not while running out. <laughs> and I think I even went so far as to say pull his ass back in and then shoot him. Remember <laughs> they were like, She didn't mean that, she didn't mean that. So I keep thinking about that. I'm not sure why Just it popped in my head. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I want to do a special shout out to my man if he's listening. John Dye Harrell. He's one of the hardest working men in the nonprofit world. John Dye, keep it busy, dude. Keep it black. Keep working. And That's his just classes a special just started work. tonight. He started his master's and, and, and program. And he's enrolled today. in a master's program at Temple University. His oh, brother wow. was down for 20 some years. Wow. And the system got out and turned it around. Special shout out to my girl Black here sitting next to me, who yeah. has, who is the epitome of returning citizens and being able to do what you got to do to make it right. That's right. That's right. Special right. shout out to Serena for joining us and giving us her musical genius. That's right. That's right. And a most special shout out to our producer who works so hard, even when we're not on the air, putting shows together, right. coming up with ideas, dealing with my immature ass, and fighting with me when. We're battling about show ideas. By the by, she ran something by me, and I want to get the rest of y'all take on this. She suggested a, what did you say, baby? What was a white girl tone? Social media. No, what did you, new, new media. A new, a new media. media class. And the rest of us say, what the fuck is that? It's going to be like, you know, the Facebook, DA. Twitter, all those things. I had a case, y'all, one of my criminal cases where there were accusations throwing back and forth, words thrown back and forth on Facebook. One of the so-called victims downloaded the Facebook pages and the MySpace and gave it to the DA, and they were going to use it at trial. Well, the legal ramifications of that, the biggest one is you got to you got to authenticate anything you bring into a courtroom, right? Right. Ain't nobody coming from Facebook to authenticate. Yeah, that was printed from our Facebook page. It ain't ain't that deep to them. So one of the issues that I was grappling with is if you can't authenticate it and make it real, well, it ain't coming in, so I didn't give a shit about it. Uh-huh. But what she was saying made sense. People nowadays, especially the younger generation, rely on that. New media, as she calls it, mm-hmm. social media for the rest of us that aren't as intellectually up there with um, our producer. So it's an interesting show, and she suggested also. My eyes up in the air. We're up there, aren't we, Black? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, not even going, I'm not even going to lie. I'm with the social media, not the new media, whatever that shit is. So anyway, the show will be titled The DA versus Facebook or something like that. And it's just letting folks know that that shit can come into court. Thank God she don't come up with the titles because they're not real creative. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, something else that's been sticking in my crawl, y'all, is this voting thing. We have got to get on it. Serena, are you registered to vote? I absolutely am. You have a ID that's not expired? ID is not expired. I can go in there and do my thing. I want everybody in the studio here to make a solemn promise as we sit here right now. You will talk to one person every day till the election and tell them about the new law to get your ID, make sure it's not, not outdated, right. and be prepared to, to vote. Do I got y'all solemn words? Y'all do that one person a day. We do. I, I, sep- I hear from you, Miss Black. Every, every single day? That's what I'm t- Every day till the election. Uh, I think that was a question mark. I'm asking every single day, just one person. All right, all right. If we all reach out to one person, yep. we'll get the information out there, right? That's right. And I talk to three or four part. every, not the same person, baby, no. <laughs> <laughs> and at least don't let me know that's what you finna do. Good grief. I mean, it's really real, y'all, and it's getting down to the wire. You see the running mate that R- Mitt Romney decided to use. The motherfucker said that you don't get pres- pregnant on a legitimate rape. What, what the hell does that mean? Oh, yeah, that was oh, crazy. Is yeah. that the most ignorant thing you've ever... Who is this he's, country redneck bastard? He's just done, right? No, no, because women will just say, oh, he didn't mean that. You know, he was just trying to say. And those conservative Republicans will keep voting for his stank ass. 
Now, make sure I understand. Did he say a legitimate rape doesn't produce a pregnancy or yes. only a legitimate yes. rape produces a pregnancy? Can shut down during the rape and prevent pregnancy from occurring. And how many it's times has he been raped <laughs> for his body to shut? Let's all take him up to the state pen, put him in the cell with about 25 dudes who ain't had no dick, no nothing for 25 years, and see how his body shuts down, what it does for him. You stupid bastard. What What the hell? There was an email that came out um, subsequent to his ignorant remarks by a woman in Bolivia or somewhere, and it was a letter to him explaining how his comments, his ignorance, made her feel. It was one of the most powerful emails I've ever written. It's one billion or something like that. It was a really, really powerful email. And my phone is droiding, so hopefully that means somebody's sending me a text. Somebody sent me an email. It's nasty. I'm not reading it. So <laughs> for those of you that don't know, it's the new voter law went to court, Commonwealth Court in Philadelphia, and it was upheld. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the Republican redneck judge said, we're going to uphold this law. Forget about the 93-year-old woman and the 70-year-old woman who don't have ID, they can't vote, they'd be all right. And we all know that's the reason why the Republicans passed this shit and and put this shit on the book so we will be all right and not vote. That's crazy, right? So please make sure you know that you must have a valid state-issued identification. It does not have to be a driver's license. It could be a a Pennsylvania state ID. It can be a passport. It can be a military ID. It can be a school ID. Mm -hmm. All of those IDs, however, must have expiration dates and your picture. That's the reason for the new law. And I heard that if you don't have enough money to pay for one, that there's some type of wave situation going on. DOT is Department of Transportation here in uh, Pennsylvania. It's offering some manner of waiver if all you need the ID for is to vote. Mm -hmm. But right now, from the information available on its website, it's primarily for those on welfare who don't have the funds. They're going to make you sign a waiver to say, I'm only getting this identification for voting purposes only. And understand, ladies and gentlemen, when you sign a waiver to say you're going to use something for a certain purpose, you can only use it for that purpose. If you try to use it for some other purpose, you'll just open up the door for a lot of heartache and headache. So don't do it. And it actually says so on that piece of paper. It does. When you, when you sign this affidavit, you are affirming and swearing and verifying and yeah, blah, 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 that you're only going to use the identification for voting purposes voting. only. Voting is like voting. And if you got something smart to say, you'd be all right. <laughs> Once again, Miss Sharon Q, we miss you. Give us a call. Let us know how you're doing out there. Um, I have a question for Renee. Renee and I have this battle at home where we talk about snitch versus snitch, in other words. No, it's snitch versus honesty. Snitch versus snitch, in other words. So she raised our daughter, Miss Nile, to be a snitch. Oh, man. And to tell the truth. <laughs> to tell the truth. Let me ask the three of y'all. This goes to Black, Serena, and Renee. In your personal lives, in your personal definition, define for me the term snitch, Serena. What's a snitch? See, I told you I was just a DJ. (laughs) See, I don't get deep into this stuff. Anyway, a snitch, someone is going to tell. I mean, you know, you're not holding back. You're just going to put it out there. And, you know, and your friends may not like it. Your family may not like it. Some repercussions come because you're telling on somebody. You know, when you hold... A certain amount of information about somebody that's near and dear to you, they expect you to keep it. You know, that confidentiality is like really near and dear with friendships, right? And, and that's that they. We're going to talk about they in a minute. 
What's a snitch? What's a snitch, Black? A snitch is someone who gives up information which helps him or her own self. Oh, snap. Oh, Go she, see, she got the new, yeah. That's the new Jack definition. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So it involves just someone else or yourself too? What, when you snitch? Yeah. Yeah, well, the term snitch is just reserved for those who only are only telling not because they want some type of justice done or anything like that. And some type of way, this, what they're telling is going to benefit them. That's what makes them a snitch. Oh, well, see, I didn't raise Nala to be a snitch then. Because I raised her. If she did something, I better hear from you. Because if I hear from, from, from someone else, there's going to be a problem. But a part of that was also she about telling everybody else too. I want, I want the whole <laughs> oh, that, that right. story. And that's the snitch part. I want that's the whole part. story. She's going to look like the little angel. Oh, no, no, no. That's she, the benefit part. She had to tell her part. She had to tell her part. So then why she had to tell everybody else part? That's the snitch part. Because I want the whole story. Oh, so you just news it. No, but see, if, you, if they tell you just their part, then they might leave out something. When you make them give the whole thing, then it keeps bringing it back in. Because then you start saying, <laughs> so when they were doing that, what the hell were you doing? And that gives her a label. So when she goes to school, she gets her ass kicked for being a snitch. No, all the kids she went to school with were all the same way. Uh, <laughs> so they had a whole village of snitches. They got a whole generation <laughs> of snitches. When John Dye was here no and we did babies. the um, show about wow. the Comprehensive Center for the Formerly Incarcerated, and again, when we did the Men About Change show, we sort of distinguished between what a snitch is and a person who's offering helpful information. Okay. And Deb, the person, my, my line of demarcation between a snitch and a person who's given helpful information is, mm-hmm. is very, very simple. If you all up involved and in through what's going on, the criminal activity, and all you provide is shit about everybody else so you can put yourself in a better position, you a snitch! Mm-hmm. Don't exactly. snitch, bitch. <laughs> Snitches get snitches. If you're outside and you happen to see a homicide go down, you call the popo and you let them know what you know, all you're doing is giving helpful information. Mm-hmm. You're not being a snitch. People out there in the neighborhoods, make sure you know the difference. Don't be going after the innocent bystanders who are trying to help the popo get your crazy ass off the street. <laughs> he just He's showing and saying what he saw. But if you all up and through it, and you're going to tell the popo all about it to protect yourself. Don't snitch, bitch, because you're going to get snitches. Stitches. Snitches. Snitches and snitches, snitches. snitches damn it. The PD had a shirt that said, don't snitch, bitch. Mom says snitches get snitches, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mom. <laughs> and what was interesting further, Serena, is um, there was a, ser- a retired master sergeant from the Army on the show, Men About Change. Okay. Sergeant, what the heck was his last name? Patterson, I think. If I'm wrong, sergeant, forgive me. And what he did, one of the things he does is go up to the prisons and talk to the juveniles who are arrested and charged with criminal charges, particularly homicides and the like. And one of the things he he said that really touched his heart is these kids never knew what it felt like for a man to embrace them, say they love them, and sit down and explain to them what what loyalty really meant. Mm. You feel feel me? Some of his kids said that you, you were loyal. If your gang member or whatever told you to do something, you went out and did it, and they high-fived you, dapped you, and all that nonsense. But they never knew what it felt like to be totally embraced and felt love. So when we had the snitch conversation, he felt some kind of way because he was trying to explain to the kids about offering information and being, you know, helpful to the police and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I I stopped him and said, oh, These kids still have to recognize their legal situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not just going to give that information out for free. What you going to give me in return? Right. 
And when you do that, even in that situation, in my opinion, you sort of talk about what you did, your role first. You see what I'm saying? You don't just sell everybody out and then try to keep your role minimized and down low and all that mess. That's when you snitch in for real. Okay. Let's be real. Nobody in the federal system goes to court. Everybody snitches, right? Yeah. Everybody proffers. Everybody gets information over. And the difference is you go, you go to federal court, you got a joint, you're doing 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So the sentences are a lot more severe, a lot more scary. And the proffer situation in the federal system is a little bit different than in most situations because the feds got all the money. They didn't already surveilled you, got you on tape, got pictures of you in the whole nine. All you're doing is confirming what the hell they already have. Unlike the cities and the counties, they don't have that kind of money. Most of the time, their officers have high school diplomas, and they're not real keen on investigatory stuff, so they just do whatever feels good. That's sort of cowboy shit. So you have a better chance at beating that shit than when you deal with the feds. So this is a while and now all you want, all you can hear, all you can handle, anything I feel like talking about, I'm going to talk about it. Studio lines are open, 215-609-4301. Text lines are open, 215-435-4099. Another special shout-out to a very old and dear friend of mine, and I don't mean old age-wise. I mean we've known each other for a long time. That came out kind of messed up. <laughs> Woo, let, me, let me take that back. <laughs> This special shout-out goes to my oldest... Damn, I'm still messing that up. A dear, dear friend of mine who I've known since 1986. Happy belated birthday, Miss Sandra Hinton. If you're listening, Sandra, I love you. Sorry I missed your birthday. Happy birthday, girl. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, another one thing I want to talk about is this whole idea of the right to shut the hell up. The first inaugural show we did of For the People was called The First Amendment. And I talked about some of the limitations under the First Amendment. Let me ask this question to Serena since she's the newest oh, part of the family. Here we go. Here we go. I'm just a DJ. <laughs> think, think back to your school days, Serena. What's the big deal about the First Amendment? What do you remember that the First Amendment does for us? You know, like freedom of speech. You just feel like you just want to get out there and just be you and do you. But I think at the time when I was in like grade school, you couldn't. You get smacked upside the head. Because nobody gave a shit about the freedom right. of speech at that point. <laughs> so under this umbrella, this auspices of the freedom of speech, what limitations or restrictions do you guys, I'm not asking Black and, and Renee because I know they have the ideas. Serena, what sort of limitations or restrictions would you expect to sort of apply as it relates to our freedom of speech? Are we free to say whatever the hell we want? Like I can say damn shit. <laughs> But I can say shit anyway because it's in the Bible. Oh, no, damn's in the Bible. I think Lynn told me damn and hell and shit's in the Bible, right? Oh, no. I don't, I don't think shit's in the Bible. So well, your limitations being here broadcasting? No, in general. in general. What are the, as far as you know, whether the government or somebody has put restrictions, limitations on our freedom of speech, are there any? Should there be? What are they? I mean, I think there are some uh, because if you're going to, if if you particularly say something that's going to hurt someone's character or what have you, you know, and they feel like you're defaming their character, then that's something that can come up against you um, or a position if they're in some high court or something, a political uh, leader, something that could really hurt their role or whatever they're doing for the world. I think... Well, damn things, them. Well... Damn them. Who's this bastard? Who's, you know, who's I, Romney's I running mate? Damn him. I, I know. I know. We can say it and we can say it, but I guess it depends on who you are. Reed, that's right? his name. <laughs> What I right, what I was getting at though was well, the get to where you were going. Um, sort of what you said in in particular the 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 
comment you made with respect to hurting someone and, and, and hurting their character. The First Amendment and, and all the amendments are interpreted by our Supreme Court. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And the language of the, of the Constitution hasn't changed since they wrote it in the 1700s. But what happens is our courts interpret what it's supposed to mean. Because as our society grows, things change, things mature, right. the court has to read the Constitution contemporaneously with what's going on, mm-hmm. right? So there's this, this notion, this idea called fighting words. Though there are certain words that we just not going to give protection to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? You can't walk down the street and say certain words and expect us to all back you up in the government mm-hmm. to give you protection and you to be able to go in court and sue somebody. Right. Because you walk down the street, for example, in an all-black neighborhood and said, nigger, somebody came up to you and punched you in the face. Uh-huh. You can't now go to court and sue them for punching you in the face. Guess what? That word you said ain't protected. Uh-huh. That's called a fighting word. You take what comes to you. You get your ass beat. Does that make sense? A fighting word. Okay. There are the other restrictions on freedom of speech, and, and I'm going to tell you why I'm getting there in a second. Uncle Sam has the right to control everything that we do so long as they can argue under the law that it's them relying on their police power. Every state has the right to regulate rules in their state, right? Okay. Particularly those rules that help to keep their citizens safe, right? When you go to prison, you ain't got no First Amendment rights at all. Your mail's being read when it comes in. The shit's being read when it goes out. And those of you out there in county jails right now, please, please shut the f*** up. When you pick up the goddamn phone to call your peoples, it says, this is a phone call from an inmate at Philadelphia County Prison Systems. This phone conversation will be recorded. Press 5 to accept. Press 8 to, to, to decline. How many goddamn times do I get DVDs from the DA's office with my clients on the goddamn phone running their fucking mouth? <laughs> I have a case now, right? He's accused of going after his people with a gun. First thing this motherfucker says on the phone is, did you get rid of that thing? Oh, my God. Wow, crazy. The phone is not only recording the conversation, dude, peoples, girls, y'all. It's recording the phone number to who you're calling, <laughs> right? How long you're talking to the people on the phone, and I can see in a month how often you call this person. Based on the DVD the DA's office sent my office, all I do was find that one number because of this one phone call, and I went and listened to seven of those phone calls to that same number, and I'm going to say this. Dude just gave away my entire goddamn defense because he don't know when to shut the hell up. In addition, mama, grandmama, Papa, sister, stop telling your babies to tell the truth. In a criminal case, the truth ain't got shit to do with nothing. No offense. I'm not trying to offend nobody. The deal is, what can the state prove? It don't matter whether your baby boy did it, whether your baby girl did it. That don't matter. If you want them to tell the truth, take them to church. (laughs) You hear me? Become a Catholic. Go into the goddamn confessional and tell the priest. Stop with the tell the truth. If I hear another damn parent tell people to tell the truth, I'm going to go to that parent and I'm going to sue you for being stupid. For interfering with my defense of my client, the truth ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But suppose my little Susie's innocent. Everybody's presumed innocent until they found guilty. Well, I raised her to tell the truth. Well, then you need to hire somebody else because she come with me with that shit. I'm going to tell her mama's wrong. <laughs> no offense, mama, because guess what? When you hire me, then I'm little Susie's oh, keeper and protector. I'm going to tell her like I tell you, the truth ain't got nothing to do with it. 
Now, is there an instance when truth could be relevant in the trial? No. <laughs> I'm just being real. No. And we're going to talk about it more right after this break, y'all. Thanks for hanging in there.
Welcome back to For the People Law in Playing Language. It's me, Deb Rainey, your host with my For the People fam, Black, a.k.a. the Broke Poets. up, fam? What up? Jazzy Sexy Soul, Serena Soul Brown. What's up, girl? What's up? Simply the producer. Hi, producer. Okay, she looking at me with that yo, evil yo, eye. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? She don't even sound right, does she? <laughs> If you don't know, you're listening to For the People, Law and Playing Language on www.gtownradio.com. G-Count the what? Okay, I'm not sure what G-Count is. It's supposed to be G-Town, but y'all forgive me, right? So we're talking free for all freelance tonight, y'all. If you got the email from Renee, it said, oh, my God, Deb's on the radio. No supervision. She can say what the fuck do you want to say? My new word for the F-U-C core word, when you hear me say the word fudge, that's what it means, Okay. I'm trying to. Well, I'm endeavoring to. You've already said the word "fuck" about seventeen times. Tonight, I did not. So. I said. F- According to the jar. That jar is runneth over. That jar is runneth the hell over. So when we when we on the other side of the break we talked about what a snitch is, the difference between snitching and sharing that information that you know. And that is that person who happens to observe some criminality in their neighborhood and they call the police and tell them what they saw. And that's cool. We talking about that some of my bitch, and that's from my boy Bernie Bernie Mac. Rest in peace, some of my bitch. It took me forever to figure out what the hell he was saying. I love Bernie Mac. I did too. Oh my god, he was so in his show. What was the name of his show? Bernie Mac show. It was hilarious when he sat on the mic and tried to talk to us. I had to pull out my Bernie Mac dictionary and try to decipher what that brother was saying because I had no idea what the hell he was saying. 
Some of my bitch. <laughs> so we have a number of topics that folks do around during the break. And our producer, ever the organized one, wrote a little note here. <laughs> and she drives me crazy with these little note cards. And she know I don't have my glasses on. Take deals versus attorney advice. What that mean? You know, you have those clients that kind of have the shaggy thing going on. She saw you did it. They got the evidence. They got the video. They got the DNA. I want a jury trial. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, what's funny, y'all, is when you have a lawyer who talks a lot of crapola like I do and who has some success in court in front of a jury or a judge and whose ego is enormously big, um, I tend to get those clients, especially the court-appointed ones where the court pays me $4 that want a jury trial. And unfortunately for me and my client, inevitably, those are the cases where all the evidence is stacked against us. Mm-hmm. So I might have a number wrong when the property received or in one line of the police report, the officer said this. And at the preliminary hearing, he said that. And I'm supposed to take that and make that a whole big deal and run a train through that bitch and come up with a defense. <laughs> so in that instance, oftentimes you have clients who say that you, you just want me to take a deal because you don't care about me nobby i'm trying to put you in the best possible posture right because if your black ass go down on aggravated assault f1 that strike one you're getting 10 to 20 and strike two strike three you're done so in most instances when your lawyer's telling you to take a deal at least listen to what he or she has to say mm-hmm. now if you got one of those lawyers whose reputation is about just taking deals because they don't want to try nothing you know that too because all y'all, especially those in custody, y'all talk about who does what, who does what. And let me say this, too, while we're on that subject. Just because Buki got a certain kind of case and he got not guilty, his facts ain't the same as yours. Just because Buki's lawyer tried his case and got not guilty, baby, in Buki's case, the evidence was so bad that a blind person could get you, a, not a deaf person could get you a not guilty. That doesn't apply to Ronnie's case where they got DNA, fingerprints, video, and pictures. So Buki lawyer might not be the right lawyer for that particular situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got the client. Well, he beat my case, and I look on the docket and it said withdrawn. Um, he didn't beat shit. <laughs> the DA threw the case out because they ain't have nothing. And I've actually seen just CD after CD after CD after CD. And I'm going back to the other topic where it, it's every conversation. You have the right to shut the fudge up, please. My brothers and I sisters, mean, it is do that. 15, Shut 20, up. 30, 40, 50 CDs. Shut up. Every tape conversation because you got nothing else but to Shut do, up. But to talk, talk to everybody on the phone. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing? Yo, you hide that thing? What the hell? When I meet this brother, I'm punching him in the face. I'm going to catch a case. I swear to God, but I'm punching him in the well, face. I, 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 I love the ones where they're speaking in another language, like Spanish or something else. There Big are man. interpreters out there. Who They're Spanish police, y'all. They're Spanish <laughs> TAs. They're Spanish judges. <laughs> what the hell? So, in other words, I'm going to say this to say, shut your mouth. When you're calling your loved ones and you're calling them collect, talk about the babies. Talk about what's going on. Don't ask them about their case. Please believe me when I say that. If I and all my brethren out there in the defense bar can't get nothing through y'all heads, don't talk about your case shut the fudge up you're here now, now you're how her. does that work when someone's visiting is it still recorded or no no they i don't know I, rumor is that they do but i'm gonna tell you this philadelphia broke yeah so if philadelphia is <laughs> broke recorded. philadelphia prison sentence is broke and they can't afford it if they do have recording equipment, it probably don't work unless they can read right lips. they got the cameras 
and they record the camera pictures, right. Right. but insofar as the conference, they ain't got no money to do all that. No. Federal system, yeah. And the state system, they broke. No. We got another as a mayor. That's why we ain't got no goddamn money. <laughs> Get out. Go home. Go back to your white folks. I'm just playing. That was what harsh. What the hell does that mean? Oh, <laughs> Where did that come from? You're listening to oh, For oh, the God. People, Law. And no, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I would not even use Uncle Tom to describe Mr. Nether because he don't just hurt black folks. He, he hurts people with no money. How do we go here? I'm sorry. Black folk are not the only folk with, with no money. You got poor white folks who are on welfare struggling just as much as we are. And we are the ones that tend to be impacted by Nutter and his bullshit. I cannot believe, and those of you not from Philadelphia, Michael A. Nutter is the mayor of Philadelphia. Damn, I'm sad. Mm. Bitch. (laughs) Michael A. Nutter shut down a really decent juvenile facility and allowed something called the Barnes Foundation to be opened there. And instead sent our kids in their facility out to some rat-infested, rodent-infested shit on Henry Avenue where kids are jumping out of the window to escape the horrible conditions of this facility so that the Barnes Foundation can open a bullshit museum, right, to do what? The city ain't getting none of that damn money, and they're getting a tax break like you would never believe. He shut down all of our recreational centers for our kids. And he's bitching because crime among juveniles is up. Well, what would you like them to do, Mr. Nutter? Why don't you invite them to your house? Let them play on your Wii, on your lawn, you piece of crap. Anyway, I digress. Sorry about that. A little bit. You're listening to For the People Law and Playing Language on www.gtownradio.com. Gtown, no what? A sound from Germany. All right, let's let's, let's, let's studio line if they would like to call in. 215 Six oh nine four three oh one. Sorry, y'all. I have this little mantra in my head that I have to say in order to yeah, get the number. Yeah, it sounds right. a little special. I know, and I'm special. Two one five six zero nine four three zero one. The Maybe text you line shouldn't is two one five four three five four zero nine nine. Boo! Yeah, got it. Get em. For the people at DebraRennyLaw.com. For the people law and playing language on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at DebraRennyLaw. And the, the white elephant in the room, y'all. For those of you not from Philly, less than two weeks ago, there was an off-duty officer who was shot. And rest in peace, off-duty officer, to your family. God bless you. God bless you. You're in our prayers. We're thinking about you. We're sorry that that tragedy happened. But what's making me angry about it is the Philadelphia media, especially Fox, those conservative bastards, are putting all this false information out there and leading this to be as if someone out there sought this dude out because he was a cop and shot him. First of all, y'all, off-duty means just that. He had civilian clothes on, nothing on him or about him that identified him as a police officer, and unfortunately he got shot. You live in a big city. Philadelphia is a city where people get shot all the time. But because of him being an off-duty cop, all they're they're showing and talking about was, ooh, another cop is shot, and they're making a big deal about it. During the break, Black mentioned something about SWAT going after the get- two of the guys whose names came up as persons of interest, and she said, what about little Ronnie who was shot two weeks ago? SWAT don't go out to get the people that shot him because they they don't care. They chased this dude all the way to Alabama. I ain't going to talk about the reward. The reward was like $89,000 or something. And we never get an award for for everyday schmoes in our hoods who get shot all the time. Why is the justice system so much better when it's one of their own? I I tell you what, you're never going to find an open case cold case with a cop being shot they will take out all the stops to 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 solve that case 
But you got cases of everyday schmoes getting shot. That's a 20-year-old old case, cold case. And every time they get a new breed of people to come in there, they open up, take a look, oh, I don't feel like doing this, and they close the book. Y'all remember that series on TV called Cold Case? Yeah. How many of those cases involved an officer who was shot? None. None. (laughs) So does that mean, let me pose this question to my family and to the listening audience. Is it fair that police officers' lives are elevated to and more valued than everyday schmoes? What's your thoughts? Serena, you're shaking your head no. Absolutely not. You are someone's loved one, regardless. Doesn't doesn't the fact that they take that oath, swear to protect and serve, swear to put their lives on the line every single day, give us give the media the right to elevate and make them more valuable than us, more valuable than everyday schmoes? That's crazy. This was this situation right here just proves to me that the justice system can work. It just doesn't want to because it works for them. If something happens mm-hmm. to a, a law officer or something of that nature. The justice system works. Everything works. They can find who did it. Everything Well, let me about stop it, you there, though. You're everything. presuming the people they found actually did it, though. How do we know that the people that gave that information now ain't just mere snitches looking out for themselves, right? First of all, there was no gun found on the scene, right? There was no other outward evidence to suggest who did it. All some witness supposedly saw was someone running away. We know the lengths that the officers went through to get these people's names. Right. They went through that neighborhood, busting down people's doors, threatening people, Swat. scaring the <laughs> shit out of them. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell me something, I'm going to arrest your little child or arrest your baby. I'm going to take your family away from you. All those disgusting tactics they engage in when they really care about closing a case, right? Does the fact that that person that they're trying to solve the murder around is a cop Give them to ri- the right to throw the civil rights out the window and do what they got to do to solve it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it for everyday schmoes like us, then you right. damn sure can't do it for police officers. Yeah. Having spent five years of my life before law school in federal law enforcement, the impetus for me going to law school is there is so much corruption mm-hmm. and egomaniacal craziness among law enforcement particularly federal law enforcement, mm-hmm. because you got that gold badge. It says U.S. You think you're God. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I was infected by that shit for a minute. I ain't going to lie now. What is that word you use? Ego maniacal. I made, I made that shit up. Ego maniacal something. That's like egomaniac. It quadrupled. <laughs> Four times to the fourth degree. I say all that. that right, right. Yeah. I say all that to say. Us everyday citizens have got to stand up and say to all of those folks that, are, um, that take that oath to protect us, because you take that oath to protect us does not make your life more valuable than mine, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. I don't make you get up and say, I'm going to protect and serve the Constitution of the United States against all en- enemies, domestic and foreign, and, be- and do truth, bear true faith and allegiance to the same blah, blah, bullshit, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Each of the local... Police departments have their own oath that they have to take, right? Mm -hmm. The moment you take that oath, what elevates you? You need to live your life in a way that exemplifies how we're supposed to be to the rest of us. It doesn't mean every time you arrest somebody, they got $1,500 in their pocket. You take it and you property receipt $2. How many times did my guys get arrested and tell me, Miss Deb, I had four grand in my pocket. They gave me a property receipt for $20. Stop doing that. (laughs) And those cops out there to see it happening, speak up, say something. I'm going to tell you what, if things keep going the way they're going now, mm-hmm. the idea, the reverence, and the revere we have for cops is going to go away, right? Mm-hmm. And if they think they're getting hurt and targeted now, and if y'all don't wake up, officers of the law, and recognize that we need you to defend us, not offend us, not beat us up, 
then guess what? You're going to become a liability to us, and we're not going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. And Fox News and all your other so news stories out there, you guys need to get the real deal first before you put all this bullshit on the air and get folks up in arms for nothing. Right. So right now they're trying to suggest this cop was shot because he was a cop. Um, plain clothes suggests plain clothes, right? Dude's uniform, everything about him that said he was a cop was in his backpack. And he's walking through the hood. And he's walking right. through the hood right. at 6 o'clock in the morning. Mind you now, not an area of the hood that he need walk through to get from his mm-hmm. district to the train station mm-hmm. or whatever public conveyance he was about to get on. Mm-hmm. So my first thought was, what the brother doing out there at 6 o'clock in the morning off duty cop with your uniform on your back? What you trying to hide? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe he was just coming from, he got off from work. He had his uniform, he went to his woman's house, and now he left, and he's going home. But he was doing some stuff that that he wasn't supposed to be doing, so he had to hide who he was. (laughs) How could we don't hear that kind of stuff? We know that the man was doing what he wasn't supposed to do. The other woman. Well, he's not married. He lives at home with his parents. Okay. So it's possible that there's not a woman. Perhaps there's a man. And who knows? But what I'm saying is, <laughs> she just that in there. I just caught that. I'm like, wait a minute. What wait, look, I, I, look, I'm look, look. The man was the man is forty some years old. Got nineteen years on the force and live at home with mama. So he was down low, creeping around, doing something that he knew he probably shouldn't advertise or broadcast. Perhaps. Does that mean, (laughs) and listen, y'all, I'm not saying he should have got shot because of that. What I'm saying to you is, let's call a spade a spade. A man got shot because something happened. It wasn't because he was an officer. And officers out there and media out there, it doesn't make it that much more important because he was a cop. What makes it important is he's a fellow human being who got shot and who shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. All right? And if you're going to elevate all these cops every time they get shot, elevate the babies when they get shot. Elevate that seventeen-year-old football star who happened to get caught up in the in the damn crossfire, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Elevate these guys who try to come back and make a change and get pulled back in. What they say in that movie, The uh, Godfather? When you try to get out, they pull you back in, (laughs) right? We we need to we need to demand more from our media from those folks that report stuff to make them say, you know, damn it! Every time you elevate the death of a cop, goddamn it, elevate the death of a child. Right. Every time you talk I about never heard the, that before, who, who said that? I did just well, now. Oh, okay. That's a Deborah Rainey right. morsel. That's it. That's a Deborah <laughs> Rainey compassionate lawyer morsel. Listen, now. y'all. I'm not sure how many more of these opportunities I'm finna get from my producer to, to just uh, be wilding the hell out. Well, I hope y'all had a good time. I, and let me say to my 50 year old plus clients out there, potential clients in the criminal world, get a grown up crime. <laughs> Don't y'all sell no more drugs. I'm going to say this right now. This is the new rule. If you over 35, you're not allowed to sell drugs no more. Here, rob somebody, steal a car, break into a house, no more drug dealing. Save that for the babies because y'all can't run. You ain't smart okay. enough not to be greedy and do what would Akon say? Not who my boy just said locked up. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. Situations begin with the. What was the word? Hold on. Cell block is about to be something. He said he messed around and sold his last bag to an undercover, right? Because he was over 35. Uh, so the new yeah, rule for the day, it. 35 and over, you're not allowed to sell no more drugs. Hear me? <laughs> Stop it. Guys out there, if, if you take anything oh, away from tonight's show, 
We threw a whole bunch out to you. We were just having fun, enjoying ourselves, making sure you, we give you information. We love you. We care about you. And we do this to make sure you understand what your rights are and to have a good time while we're doing it. And for those of y'all that are not sure as to whether or not that which I've said are my real thoughts, you're damn skippy. I don't hide it in the real world. I'm not finna hide it now. We love you. Thank you. And we have, as usual, our poetess, who probably made some poem for the night. So I'm going to turn it over to Black. Take it, Black. This one is called Breathless. What am I to do when a mofo cross that line? Who am I to judge him and control his life? I must think I'm something like God and I control his soul because as soon as I'm ready, I turn him cold. Then he's just another name to throw in my sea of bodies. I'm wondering if anything in this world can stop me. People glorify it as if it's a skill to be able to take a nigga out at your own free will, not knowing that this is my downfall for real. I wish I could get rid of this desire to kill. Maybe it's the respect that I get in the streets, but is it, is it worth all the nightmares that be haunting me? I felt miserably at life because I didn't know I was being tested. If I feel disrespected, I won't hesitate to leave your ass breathless, faceless, chestless. Get on with the lesson. This has turned from an ability to an obvious obsession. Every time I come around, the stores pull out the black dresses because they know that, that me in the hood means somebody going to get it. Feel it, sweat it, get laid out, stressed, and ultimately end up breathless, faceless, chestless. Get on with the lesson. The lesson is... I have no name, no face, I'm nothing. I'm the 10-year-old you taught how to carry a gun, no. I'm the little young boy on the corner you be passing your pack to. Or I'm the little girl you be freaking and giving your cash to. Or I'm the kid with the abusive dad. My mama can't say shit because he'll beat her ass. Or I'm the young boy with the crack fiends for parents. They leave me without food or just leave me abandoned. Then you say I'm out of control and send me away where I learn more shit to help lead me astray. I return as a drug-dealing, gun-toting, menacing beast. Painfully driven, making the streets a battlefield for me. Maybe just a little bit of guidance can make me less reckless. But to society, I'm nameless. I'm faceless. I'm breathless. Wow. That's our girl. That's our girl. Our time is up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. You've been listening to For the People, Law and Playing Language with me, Deb Brady, the compassionate lawyer, and my For the People fam. Special thank you to Jazzy Sexy Souls, Serena Soul Brown, our yeah. DJ musical What's queen. Up? What's up? Say bye, family. We out. presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey.
Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue.